Talk Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. Soon we'll get the video up. All right. I'm the Madman. Um, so we're just going to get right into it. Shock Monkey Radio. We're pretty excited. We got, we're trying out some new video software. We got these new condenser, condenser, condenser mics, which apparently like make my, the video uh, file smaller. That's what they do? The condenser mics? Only for audio. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So it's going to take the same amount of time to download the video next time? Yes. Uh, today. Okay. All right. All right. I was confused. I'm going to have to read more about condenser mics and, and what exactly they are. Uh, yeah. I'm the Madman. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. Um, yeah. So I want to apologize to those of you that realize that our last uh, show posted on Sunday of this past week and uh you know, I'm not the one who does that. It's not on me. But if you want a timely response to the show, you can always listen live. We're always live at 6 o'clock here on Tuesdays on fxbgpublicradio.com. Um, and then I take the video, and a couple hours later, I usually post that for the patrons over at patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, and they can see, see the video and get the audio first. And then I'll clip some, uh, make some clips uh, for you to put up a couple teaser clips and how to, you know... Become a patron kind of stuff. Um, because I'm never making money on YouTube. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, if you want uh, the, the timely weekly thing is like uh, become a patron. That's the way to you know, get get uh, every show on time. Uh, the podcast is, of course, free, available on your uh, whatever podcatcher you got. So, <clears throat> like uh, most, yeah, most of our shows are free on over on uh, RSS feeds, your what do people use? Uh, iTunes? They, no, they don't use that anymore. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's just me today. Uh, Nick quit. Uh, like I've told you, I'm, a pal I'm impossible to work with. And uh, so he's not going to be on, on this show anymore. Um, I, think, I think it's after I uh, uh, explained to him the definition of recalcitrant that really set him off. Plus, there's something about, there was something, you remember saying something about uh, ICP and Eminem? And I'm just, uh, you know, I really don't care about any of that. Anyway. So I just want to start off by saying that, you know, I had to skip a Mike Bloomberg ad in my dream last night. All right? I am really scared about the kind of influence that man has. So we're going to go straight into our first bit here. Actually, that was the first bit. This is the next bit. This is, um, I was thinking about uh, Louis C.K. because, let's be honest, that guy's a funny man. He's a funny man, and I was thinking that, you know, eventually Louis C.K. is going to make a new Netflix special. Eventually, he's going to make a comeback special. All right, and so I was brainstorming for names for Louis C.K.'s uh, come, come, comeback special, and uh, I hope Louis C.K. is listening and takes this advice to heart. So here's a couple of ideas for his new special on Netflix. Louis C.K., coming clean. Louis C.K., you can watch if you want. Louis C.K., show me your hands. And coming soon, Louis C.K.'s new Netflix special, hashtag no fap. Louis C.K.'s new special, don't use lotion. How about intimate peep show? We should call it that. That's an intimate peep show. Uh, she said it was cool is another good it could be a good one. Or my favorite, my bad, exclamation point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What about, uh, oh, geez, I'm hot. Yeah. All right, let me turn that down. There we go. Reasonable level. Uh, you have a couple? EK about, the DJ? What about Louis Cum King? Cum King? That's what CK stands for. Oh, <laughs> wow. <sighs> Louis Cum King. Or you know what the C stands for. <laughs> Wow. No, I think mine were better. I just went I just went dirtier with it. Yeah. I think I think my favorite one is probably Coming Clean. That seems like the best one, Louie, if you're listening. Coming Clean is probably a good one. It's not too in your face. Like show me your hands is a little bit too uh on the nose. 
Right, but it's like coming clean is like there's a little bit of that double entendre there. Uh, excuse me. Wow, the belches really come through like on these new mics really good. Wow, I could listen to a whole hour of me just belching. <laughs> it's a crystal clear. No, no, I wouldn't do that to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-uh. Got the tyrant in. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, it's just me today. So I'm going to go and I'm going to rant today. It's just you and me, and we are ranted today. Um, <clears throat> let's go into this next bit. Uh, times are tough for presidents these days, if you think about it. Um, uh, Twitter and so other social media have only really been used since, like, Obama. Uh, before that, it would always be press conferences, you know, the, the fireside chat bullshit. And it was always a pain in the ass for any, every, everyone involved, all right? It was like the president had to be there at a certain time, uh, uh, but then he'd be late. You know, they had to make sure all the media people were in the places, like everyone had their credentials and all the lights were up and all the cameras were ready and they had enough outlets to plug their stuff into. Now you could just tweet. Now you could just tweet and <laughs> avoid all that pomp and circumstance. And uh, whew, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, people always criticize Trump, Trump for his tweeting. But social media brings us all together, um, closer together, in a way that's actually, to, uh, it's, it's good in many ways, but it, uh, it's also to the point, you're so close to the point where it's actually annoying. Because, um, you know, every time somebody else posts on Facebook and I get an alert, it's like, you know, I'll look at Facebook later, I'll, I'll, when, you know, when I get to it. Anyway. So perhaps, perhaps we would not look so favorably upon our past American leaders if we had uh, records of their day-to-day -day narratives like we do with Trump and Obama and so forth. You didn't really know what, like, George W. Bush was thinking day-to-day. -day. You know, you didn't know what Herbert Walker Bush was doing day-to-day. -day. Imagine Clinton's tweets. Let's dig up some old Clinton tweets. Clinton, uh, did you see me spit? Anyway, <laughs> the old Clinton tweets... You seen that new intern? <laughs> new intern looks hot. Oh, Monica Harlowinski. Because, <laughs> uh... Anyone see my saxophone lying around? And the only reason we don't have that stuff is because the technology wasn't available. And so now we have a better day-to-day -day understanding of a person's thought process. I don't understand why Saddam don't get me. <laughs> I thought we was friends. Anyway, so I was thinking about digging up some really old tweets. Okay, so here's one from George Washington, uh, at MVVA Wash 32. Um, he tweeted, uh, 14, 14 more of my boys expired today, not counting Negroes or Indians. Cross the Delaware today. So cold. Hashtag send shoes. Hashtag fuck the king. Hashtag revolution 1776. You know what, George Washington? That didn't age very well. No. Not at all. Oh, my gosh. That didn't age very well. Why would you tweet that, George Washington? Why, that is so offensive. Why would you tweet that, George Washington? He tweeted it, not me. I don't even think I need to use my mic. I think no, the condenser picked yeah, you up. That's just good enough. Yeah. All right, here's another old one. Uh, this is from Abraham Lincoln, at Rail Splitter 69. Um, <laughs> Rail Splitter 69. <laughs> that's Abraham Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he posted, uh, off to see our American cousin. It should be a blast. Hashtag POTUS. Hashtag our American cousin. Hashtag Ford's Theater. Oh, no. Yeah. It's like that. Doesn't look that good in retrospect, right? Doesn't age well. Doesn't age well. Uh, here's one from Frank and Delon Franklin FDR. Uh, this is, he is at deals underscore on underscore wheels. Um. Whew. I'm going to try to read some of this. Um, blasted slant-eyed Japs just attacked Pearl oh. Harbor on Hawaii. Hawaii, H-A-W-A-H-H-I. Not to worry, we are going to bob those subhuman... Whoa! All right, I'm just going to stop FDR. this? FDR. Oh, yeah, he was racist. He was known to be racist. Oh, my God. He was a bad guy. That bit about the chopsticks went way too far, oh. FDR. Why'd you write that, FDR? Mm. You shouldn't tweet those sort of things, FDR. How did he not get impeached? I don't know. 
Oh, because Twitter didn't exist. No, because he got four terms instead. And people weren't, you know, in his... His voice wasn't as loud as the president's is today. Yeah. So you didn't know him as intimately as you know Donald Trump, as intimately as you know Barack Obama, you Who's know. UW? But you, even even Obama's tweets were had had a decorum to them that it was you knew it was just a facade. It wasn't Obama getting on there tweeting like these motherfucking Republicans, you know. It right. wasn't like that. It wasn't <laughs> like that. It wasn't like Trump. <laughs> so I just want to let you know is like get used to it. Because uh, it is way easier to tweet something, way easier to tweet information out to uh, the world uh, via Twitter than to do like a press conference or a fireside chat or anything like that. Because after all, we're just people. Horrible, horrible people. I cannot believe FDR wrote that. Who would sit down and write something like that? A racist? Some jerk. Anyway, so I want to get into some other, those other clicks, stuff. Those clicks are real. I know. That's, I, that's, that's cool. <laughs> I need a quieter mouse now. That mic is crazy. I know. It's good. <clears throat> okay, so um, I'm just playing Candy Crush while I'm... <laughs> uh, so it, it's been a wonderful January. Things are back in the swing of things. Uh, everybody's in normal business. Um, everyone's back in business. And so I want to talk about some other creators out there that I really love. And so uh, I don't know if you saw it. You're, if you're on my friends list, if you know me personally and you're on my friends list, you may have saw that I posted uh, uh, the first episode of Louder with Crowder on uh, this past week. And I just I looked at it after I did everything. And so there are 67 comments on that. It's like, shit, I had like eight beers in me at least. And so um, I watched the, the new Louder, Crowder, Louder with Crowder, and it was excellent. Excellent. You should go and check it out. Um, but I watched it live. And so it was, I'm kind of astounded at the production value that they got over there at uh, Louder Crowder Studios. Um, because they did this, it's uh, a Saving Private Mug Club. It's like a Private Ryan thing, Saving Private Ryan thing, um, where they're invading like the beaches of Normandy, but it's actually like a YouTube headquarters. <laughs> and all these creators and uh, I just loved it because there's a scene in the graveyard, like at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, uh, a scene in the graveyard where it pans over the gravestones and it has like, that it shows like these two gravestones, these three gravestones. One is a Jewish star that has Ben Shapiro on it. Another was a cross that has Gavin McInnes on it. And the other one is uh, in the back, you see Alex J.O. and you know it's Alex Jones. And so it's, uh, it's just that one little frame. It just made me laugh so hysterically. It was great. I am, I so love Louder with Crowder. I love people who mix humor and politics together. I try to do that. And so, uh, go check that out. Um, so anyway, I was, I was watching the, uh, the video of the Saving Private Ryan, uh, segment that they did. And there's a person who works over there called Too Cute Maddie. And, uh, she's a, f barely a six. Anyway, um. Wisconsin 8. <laughs> Wisconsin 8. Absolutely. And so, um, uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there was, um, she got shot in the head like really quick in the very, like the very first casualty. She got shot in the head, and then she took like another half dozen bullets to the head throughout the course of the. Thing. And I was like, why are you beating up a poor too cute Maddie? Even though she's a six, and so I was I was thinking that he's what does he say? He says, "Oh, we're about to storm the beach." It's like uh, use too cute Maddie for cover. And I'm just like, damn, they're really beating up on her. Anyway, I'm sure she's a good sport and enjoyed doing that. I would have loved to have been there, playing war with Stephen Crowder. <laughs> and his lawyer. His lawyer's in almost every video now. And it's like, Jesus, I wonder what that retainer fee is. Uh, I yeah, I can't even imagine, right? <clears throat> anyway, good for them for, you know, they've, uh, they've really got, uh, stepped it up a level in terms of their production, just like we have. You know, it's incremental. You get a little bit better every day. You know, sometimes you get, you know, great blue screens and uh, six realistic World War II Army uniforms. Okay, next I'm going to talk about Gavin McGinnis's last episode called Pussy Whipped. Now, I don't know if you uh, follow Gavin the way I do, because I love Gavin McGinnis. He's probably my favoritist. Um, but in this last episode, I played it for EK earlier. 
um, at the very beginning of it, the first 10 minutes of this episode, Ryan just keeps screwing up and making excuses over and over again. And it is, it is infuriating. It is infuriating. And then there comes a point where Gavin just loses this. He just, what? And just run. You hear like stumbling and like chairs knocking over and like the pounding. And you're just like, oh no. Oh no. What happened? Did he kill him? <laughs> Did he kill Ryan finally? But no, and he's just like, what are you doing? I told you never to do this again. You're dipping in the studio? Now listen to me. Once the full magnitude of what was actually happening in the studio, you know, soaked into my brain, I started becoming as angry as Gavin McGinnis was right there because I, the, I, the concept of little flecks of tobacco like sticking out of a, a, a brand new condenser microphone what infuriates me. I work around sound equipment. I've worked around sound equipment since I was 19 years old. So I know, don't do that. People yelled at me for smoking around uh, sound equipment. I don't know how Larry King ever did it back in the 80s. I was more concerned about the farting. What farting? The farting around the sound equipment. I think you said specifically on. Don't fart on yes. the sound equipment. <laughs> get it right. I ain't farting on no snare drum, man. Alrighty. Let's crack another one. Woo, crisp. I like these new mics. It's great. This software hasn't crashed yet. This is 17 minutes. Nice. Alright, so, um, yeah, I'm waiting for the video for Get Off Censored.TV, uh, Censor uh, Gavin McInnes' show. Uh, he, he does daily shows. Uh, him and Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos. I'm sure you know who Milo Yiannopoulos is if you even follow these people at all. Otherwise, you're just like, I don't understand all this. Um, so, apparently the videos come out a week after. And he only does like one show a week that's free. And then uh, they has the YouTube channel and it's like a week later. So, I need to wait a week until next week. Actually, Thursday, I think. Until the video is posted so I could see if he actually kicked the shit out of Ryan because I commented on that podcast and I said, dude, you guys have to script how stupid this guy is because if he is, you need to uh, fire him and hire me. Wait a minute, you live in New York. Fuck that, you come down here to Fredericksburg and we'll have you on, on FXBG Public Radio. Because EK and I were talking, it's like the kind of apartment that I can get in New York is probably like this uh, a Harry Potter kind of room. You know, under the stairs. It's like, I got so much room. Uh, yeah. And so I love, yeah. And everyone watches Rogan. Uh, even, uh, there's like a, as, when I, as soon as I started following Joe Rogan on um, Instagram, I, real, I realized like, uh, like 45% of my uh, uh, friends also follow Joe Rogan. And so you all love Joe Rogan's, but uh, this uh, past week, Rogan had uh, Bill Maher on and Robert Downey Jr., and the Robert Downey Jr. went, wow, that guy is exactly the Hollywood douche you, you think he is, you know? I mean, less than zero. I mean, it's a long way from less than zero, you know? Um, but you know what? He, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is a douche. That's all I'm saying. It, but what really, um, like, warms the cockles of my heart when it comes to Robert Downey Jr. is there was this old movie I saw. It had Mike Tyson and Robert Downey Jr. in it. And Robert Downey Jr. is playing a gay man. If you can remember this, what movie this was, just please email me at madman at fxbgpr.com and let me know. Or you can reach me on like my Twitter at Denalitsaw, D-N-A-L-E-T-S-A-W. It's the word wasteland backwards. You can uh, say something on Shock Monkey Radio Redux on Facebook, or you can, um, what was the other one? Instagram, Robbins 13 That's me. So, uh, yeah, you can just send me a message if you know what movie this is. But in this movie, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is playing a gay man, and Mike Tyson is playing Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson, is apparently, he had just gotten out of jail or something like that, and he's trying to keep his nose clean and stuff like that. And Robert Downey Jr., and Mike Tyson's just sitting there, like, looking out the window or on a balcony. I can't remember what it was. But uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays this gay man, and he comes up to him and says, uh, starts making small talk with him, and, it's, and Mike Tyson's just getting more and more irritated and stuff like that. And uh, Robert Downey Jr., playing this gay guy, is, like, like uh, kind of, like, low-key hitting on Mike Tyson. And... Um, and he says, there's just something I've always wanted to tell you, and there was something I just, I just want you to know. And Mike Tyson just says, look, man, I don't, I don't want any trouble. I'm just I'm, I'm out of jail. I'm trying to keep my nose clean. But just leave me alone. Just give me, you know, leave me alone. 
And then uh, Robert Downey Jr. turns and like folds his arms and there's a silence between them. And then he turns to Mike Tyson and says, I had a dream you were holding me. And Mike Tyson just smacks Robert Downey Jr. In the and that warms me to the cockles of my heart. Please, please get in touch with me if you remember the name of this movie because it is hilarious. That clap hit me into my soul. I'm sure. The condenser mics, bro. Sorry to our listeners about that. I'm pulling a Tim Pool up in here. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, R RDJ was on there. Who cares? Douche. Anyway, um, but Bill Maher was on there. And uh, here's the thing about Bill Maher. Bill Maher is not a comedian. Bill Maher is a person who wants to be thought of as smart and accidentally makes people laugh because they know that he's trying to make you think he's smart. Um, and, uh, but he's not. He's not smart, you know. Um, and it's, here's the thing about, like, Joe Rogan and Bill Maher. It's like some atheists, they just refuse to acknowledge that their beliefs, their beliefs are based upon their anger at Catholicism. All right? Rogan and Bill Maher, uh, they need Jesus. That's all there is to it. And so, as much as Rogan is tepid and Maher is effete, I would still like to hang out with them in heaven. I'd still like to have conversations with them. So, Bill Maher, Joe Rogan, y'all need Jesus. Robert Downey Jr. can burn in hell for all I care. Anyway, wow, I filled out the time nicely. I'm pretty good at like writing for time. I do a lot of writing for the show. You should see the stuff that I don't use. <laughs> anyway. I'm wearing my Navy hats because my hair is too long and it's too cold to get my hair cut short again. Uh, so I'm going to wait for the warm weather to warm up a little bit. And so I'm just, you see, I'm wearing my Navy hat. I was in the Navy. I want to talk to you about joint operations. No, it's not as fun as you think it is, all right? Because uh, uh, it, it just meant that I, I worked with a bunch of people in different services. Um, a lot of people, when you join the Marine Corps or you join the Army or join the Air Force, it's like you tend to be surrounded solely by that branch. So if you join the Army and you're around people all the time, it's like it, the people are usually 99% that branch you're in. So if you're Army, you're in Army, and you're Air Force, blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. Um, but I was lucky because I was in a command that was joint operations. And joint operations means that I worked with uh, um, uh, Uncle Sam's misguided, misguided children, the USMC or Jarheads, as you know, uh, ground pounding uh, uh, army guys, great fellas, all of them. Uh, the chair force, got to work with a lot of those guys. And additionally, my command was a NATO command, which means that I worked with officers from foreign countries. I think I mentioned on the show before about Warren Officer McKenzie is like the coolest Scottish person I've ever met in my life, yelling at people for saluting him. Oh, I would love to have been him, you know? He's like, you don't salute me, I'm a fucking warrant officer. Stupid American cunt. <laughs> That's how the guy was, you know? And everyone's trying to, you know, I'm standing at attention, you know, officer's coming, you know, like, I don't know that you're enlisted. <laughs> So joint operation was a very unique experience for me. And a lot of people, they'll, they'll sit there, they'll say, it's like, yeah, so I went over to S4, these ex-military people, I went over to S4, and I'm like, what the fuck is S4? And they're, and they're like, uh, logistics. And I was like, oh, you mean J4? Because <laughs> apparently there's a different letter. And so uh, when I got out of the Navy, I ran into a bunch of Marine Corps guys and uh, Army guys. You know, they would say S4, and I was like, or S6, or S2. And I would be like, uh, what the fuck are you talking about? It sounds similar. When you say S2, it sounds like they deal with intelligence, and J2 is intelligence, so are they just a different thing? And then somebody explained to me, because I was living there in the, uh, on the comfy, comfy Navy ship. Never had to serve in the galley other than boot camp. There are some people in the Navy who, if you served in the Navy and you just heard that, you're probably pissed off like, a, like no, to no end. It's like, no, I didn't have to go do service week, when I was, or the service months. Well, as soon as you get to your new ship and you're like, I was an E1 when I got to my ship and I didn't have to go to the work of the galley. I was straight up IT, uh, radium and IT the whole time. <laughs> Some other people that I served with who came after me, they did have to do it. I got lucky. And I'm sure their friends, they're st they still hold that resentment over me. 
I'm sure they still hate that. You have no idea how nasty a galley is. I know how nasty a galley is. I was in the Navy too, damn it. It's not like I never saw one. You know? It's never like you know, it's not like I never got rope burn. It's like who goes in the Navy? It's like you never got rope burn? Yeah, but I never got rope burn while for the Navy. It was something else I was doing. I was helping a friend move. <laughs> but I was in the Navy at the time when that happened. So, yes, I do know what rope burn is. Just like firing guns. I never fired a gun for the Navy, but I did fire guns while I was in the Navy on my own dime. I went to gun ranges because I was pissed off. They gave us a little Ricky Nintendo. It's just laser tag shit. Mmm. That beer is delicious. Um... <clears throat> Uh, what else was interesting about the uh, the NATO officers and stuff like that is that um, they were more horn doggy than most American officers. Um, when you hit a port and there's a bunch of enlisted men out in town, U.S. enlisted men out in town, they were fairly horn doggy because they were enlisted men. But officers always thought that they had this. Um, uh, decorum they couldn't you know, oh i'd rather i'll get a glass of wine and maybe some classy lady will have a conversation with me while i fluff my curled wig you know how officers are and so in general there there weren't a whole lot of uf's officers that were horn dogging and they would hang with the enlisted guys like i wear the gloves let's get some bitches there's not a whole lot of uh, u.s american officers but the nato officers they really loved hanging with the enlisted U.S. men because they're pulling all the trim, right? <laughs> so it's because it's most of the men pulling the trim are the you know enlisted people, and so there'd be these guys with these German accents. It's like, let me get in the head headspace of a German accent. Um, could you introduce me to the woman? It's like, no, nah, no, nah, bro, she likes me, well, but I really like her. I think she is beautiful. I want to touch her hair. Seriously. That's what it's like in port with these people. Joint operations. And no, it doesn't mean smoking a joint while you're ashore. They piss test you in the Navy. I, um, when I first got to my command, they told me um, that um, eventually we'll do a North Atlantic where you get to go to like London, you know, Amsterdam, Glasgow, you know, whoo, Dublin maybe, oh, Antwerp, that's up there in North Atlantic, right? Excuse me. Anyway, but that didn't happen, and uh, they went, like, uh, I think like six months after I got out of the Navy, my command went, and a bunch of guys that I knew went up there as well. And, uh, like, apparently a bunch of people got piss-tested. As soon as they left port in Amsterdam, they did full-ship piss-test on everybody. And there's a part of me that says, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but what's, what's funny is the people that I did smoke with, they just caught the clap. <laughs> they weren't smoking. They said, I'm not smoking weed in Amsterdam because I know I'm going to be piss-tested. But I will fool around with these prostitutes, and so, you know, I got the clap. I got the clap. That's a good movie. Anyway, um, it's about that time for the news worth knowing. Let's get into the news worth knowing. I'm gonna pull this up here. Getting into the news worth knowing. Any second now, we'll be getting into it. I'm looking for the stinger. It's not coming up. Okay. I'm, I'm trying. Hold on. You'll just, we'll just, uh, just pop it up when you find it. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Mm. Okay, so we're going to definitely, because we live in Virginia, we're definitely going to be talking about what's going, been going on in Richmond lately. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the wrong one. There you go. News worth knowing. We're definitely going to be talking about what ha what's been going on in uh, Richmond over the last couple days. So uh, this article I'm reading comes from Fredericksburg.com, and it's about the, what's been going, the rally that happened in uh, Richmond. Uh, a much-anticipated gun rights rally Monday attracted an estimated 22,000 people, 22,000 people, 
uh, to the heart of Virginia's capital for a passionate yet nonviolent protest of gun control legislation. Officials had raised concerns about the possibility of violent clashes or targeted attacks involving white supremacists, but no such con uh, confrontations materialized. Only one person was arrested, a 21-year-old from Richmond, who was charged with wearing a mask in public, which is illegal, by the way. Sorry. Sorry, Batman. You're a criminal, too, Batman. Uh, inside Capitol Square, 6,000 unarmed protesters heard speeches from elected officials and gun proponents who all vowed to oppose gun, gun control legislation that Governor Ralph Northam from, uh, and the new Democratic majority are advocating in the General Assembly. A ban on assault weapons is among the proposals that have drawn particular concern among gun rights proponents. Quote, I wish they would really listen to gun owners and hear what they have to say, said Eric Allenberger of Newport News. Quote, we're law-abiding citizens. <coughs> Excuse me. Outside the, gates, outside the gates were some of the loudest, most energetic sections of Monday's rally. About 16,000 opted to remain outside the perimeter where guns and flagpoles were allowed and where uh, attendees could roam freely without uh, fencing or metal detectors. The attendance figures are estimated by law enforcement. But before, before the event, uh, organizers said they expected 50,000 or more to show up. So, <laughs> nice. Uh, spitting on my computer. Near the area facing the main stage, a large navy blue flag that read Trump 2020 raved, uh, waved above the smattering of yellow don't tread on me flags. God bless you, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Love you. Anyway, um, yeah, David Trebs brought a flag bearing an AR-15 rifle. A star in the words, come and take it. He drove from Fredericksburg, Texas to stand with the people of Virginia in support of the Second Amendment. I just wanted to read that. There's a Fredericksburg, Texas, and he came all the way up to support. That's awesome. Love you, Texas. Might have to move. I've always thought that if this stuff goes through, I might have to come to Texas. So I might be coming for you, Texas. I was thinking about Fredericksburg, Texas. That way we don't have to change to FXBG Public Radio. It's a good idea. Anyway, so I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, because of what's happening. Yeah, there's been a, a big Democratic push because a lot of the population, Democratic majority here in Virginia, because uh, a lot of the population is in uh, the Hampton Roads area and the uh, Northern Virginia area. You know how it is with D.C. It's like that, um, that corrupt money, it bleeds around up into Maryland and, <laughs> and into Virginia and Northern Virginia and stuff like that. And so since there's a, so much population in the urban centers of Virginia, which are Northern Virginia and the Hampton Roads area, uh, there has been a new shift in uh, the the EK walking in distracting me. Sorry, uh, new shift in how they want to handle this, uh, push these SJW kind of things and these stupid, stupid uh, anti-constitutional ideas like banning assault weapons, trying to take people's guns and stuff like that. And for anybody out there, Democrat or Republican, is like I just want to point out to Let's go to the American Revolution. Let's go to, like, what at MVVA32, Wash32, would tweet at us about the revolution and about how the reason, uh, the reason why the Second Amendment exists is because uh, the British tried to take away people's firearms. You know what? And so if you really want to try to do that, try to take people's firearms away, I have, I have news for you. You're going to get a lot of people killed because people, this, that's the point of have the right to bear arms. Do not do this. Do not do this because if you say, if you say to the police, I want you to go in there and go into this house and take these people's firearms, either the cops are going to quit on the spot saying, I, no, I, won't, I don't want you to do this to my, my house, you know, nor do I want to go into a, a friend of my, my friend's house and tell them that they have to give up their guns because even my friends would rather shoot me. So the point is, it's like, you can't even get the National Guard. If you get the National Guard, they're people. National Guard are people from this state. They are not going to go into people's houses with M16s drawn, trying to take people's guns because they're not that stupid. They'd rather go AWOL. It's just the National Guard, after all. It's not like your active duty military. And if you try to use the active duty military, the Republicans in Congress will say, hey, you cannot use the active duty military inside the continental United States unless there's an actual war inside the United States. Even then when that happened, it was controversial. That was Lincoln raising an army to go attack the South. That was controversial. Probably the right idea, but controversial. Definitely the right idea. Sorry. 
Anyway, my point is to all of you who think that you're going to take people's guns away, you better have a bigger gun. More ammo. Anyway, so I'm just glad that there's so many people out there who went down to Richmond because let's face it, the the total of pe- the sub some total of people who are not in the urban centers will always be more than the people who live in urban centers because people a lot of smart people don't want to live in a city. Well, crime. Let's start there. Homelessness, beggars, people pounding on the walls. You know, you know, you know who lives in cities? Douchebags like Gavin McInnes. Douchebags like Milo Yiannopoulos. Those are the people who love living in cities. This is why I love FXBG Public Radio, because, and I'll tell you, the only time I'm going to leave this town is once FX, when Fredericksburg becomes a truly metropolitan area. Don't get me wrong, downtown Fredericksburg has a lot of blue in it, you know, and I see it's changing. But I'll be damned if you're going to take my BB gun away from me. I'll fuck you up like Kevin McAllister. I gotta, I'll put in a doggy door just to shoot you in the crotch. Stupid sheriff. Why are you listening to the goddamn government? <laughs> anyway. That's a big story, so I definitely wanted to jump in on that. Everyone knows about that. And I think, uh, I think it's probably going to be pretty peaceful because a lot of people... I think the National Guard said, no, we're not, no, we're not going to do that. No, 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 no. Anyway, so... Do you want to build a snowman? Uh, Iowa snow display targeting Democrats is widely condemned in the city. All right. Leaders of an Iowa city have denounced a resident's controversial snow display that depicted a figure appearing to shoot two snowmen. Snowmen? Snowmen? Snowmen. 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 Like the yeoman snowmen. Uh, Anyway, it's a snow display that depicted a figure appearing to shoot two snowmen one wearing a Bernie Sanders t-shirt and the other wearing a Democratic Party hat. Mike Matson, the mayor of Davenport, said he asked the city's police chief to investigate this, the display, which he called an embarrassment to our city. Um, quote, my personal reaction is it's terribly wrong, Matson said to the Quad City Times. Quote, all hate speech is wrong. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. The figure is seen entrenched in a snowbank, donning an army helmet and sunglasses, while holding an assault rifle, a chainsaw, and what appears to be a beer stuck to it. <laughs> to the chainsaw? No, the beer stuck to the arm with the assault rifle. Anyway, re- reports do not indicate if it's an actual rifle. Probably isn't. Who would put a real rifle on a snowman? That's ridiculous. Anyway, um, anyway but the, the rifle was pointed at the snowman in the Sanders shirt, which has red dye in the snow near its head. <laughs> You can go look for this picture. It's funny. And uh, is it too far? I don't know. They're snowmen. They're not like it's Antifa. Uh, Homeowner Donald Hesseltine reported... Sorry if I mispronounced that, Don. Uh, He reported he created uh, created the display, which also shows the figure surrounded by two American flags and two deer-like animal heads propped up by posts. On a nearby sign, he wrote the words, Hesseltine 2020. With red sad faces inside the zeros? Ugh, God. Uh, Daver- Davenport alderwoman uh, Marion Mc- Meg Innes uh, called the depiction bad taste and unneighborly. Fair enough. I'll, I can I can agree with that, that assessment. That's bad taste and unneighborly. Absolutely. Um, Hesseltine laughed off the concerns about the display, saying he created it over the weekend to mess with friends who support the Democratic presidential candidate. Um... When asked if the snowman exhibit was uh, created to incite violence, Hesseltine, an army veteran who served in Afghanistan, said, no way. Uh, It's just to make people cry, I guess, said Hesseltine. They're crying, so I win. Oh, I love you, army pukes. (laughs) Thank you for serving. Now you get my jokes. I wonder how how much of my audience are veterans. I I bet a bunch. A lot of people don't get my banter. If you've never served or been around people who have been in the military and you don't understand, like, how the pattern of my conversation, you just think I'm weird. But even for a Navy guy, I'm weird. 
Um, Alicia, Alicia Gaiman, chair of the Iowa-based Scott County Democrats, said the display was a hate crime and hate speech. No, 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 it's not. It's as bad as someone burned a cross on someone's yard, Gaiman said. We have got to stop this. This is not the Wild West. We should be able to civilly disagree with one another where you're not displaying acts of murder on your front lawn. They're snowmen. You can't murder snowmen. What, what could you do with snowmen? You could, I guess, have sex with one. You could, um, you'd be very uncomfortable. Um, you could beat up a snowman. But even then, that wouldn't be assault. It's a snowman! Anyway, my point is, is that um, I do think this, it crosses the line a little bit. I don't think you should advocate for violence, even on your opponent, even on the Democrats, which are idiots, and I have more stories uh, coming up that explains that. And I think it's a little bit over the line, Army Puke. I understand you're having fun on a snow day. I really do. <laughs> but I would have chose a, chosen a different artistic motif if you will. I, it makes me wonder, it's like, if it's just like, it, maybe a snowman fell down, and so, it, well, now I have to do something like that with an assault rifle. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. Um, this is interesting. So, a uh, German city diffuses a 1,100-pound American World War II bomb after evacuations and transit shut down. And uh, this stuff happens quite frequently, apparently. Uh, excavations and a transit shutdown were ordered in the German city of Cologne. Excuse me. Uh, 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 today, while experts diffused an unexploded World War II-era American bomb. Ooh, foamy. An excavator uncovered the 1,100-pound bomb on Monday evening during construction near the Rhine River um, in the center of the western city. The operation forced a nearby television station, uh, opera house, and train station to evacuate. Uh, shipping on the river and air traffic overhead were also interrupted. A Brit Seems like a little much. An air traffic overhead? For an unexploded bomb in the ground? All right. Uh, anyway, so shipping on the river and the air traffic overhead were interrupted. A bridge that crosses the Rhine to Cologne's main uh, train hub was closed down, leading uh, to train delays all over Germany while experts successfully defused the bomb. Yeah, I bet Germans are on trains, like, they commute on them more than... Yeah, I bet they use them all the time. Um, yeah, unexploded bombs were found frequently in Germany and elsewhere in Europe since the end of World War II nearly 75 years ago. The familiar scenario is sometimes followed by mass, mass evacuations. Fair enough, but air traffic? How low are those planes getting, really? Uh, experts defused uh, two World War II bombs, era bombs, earlier this month in the city of Dortmund about 60 miles north of Cologne, prompting a large-scale evacuation of about 14,000 people. They were, th uh, were 330-pound American and British bombs. Last year, a 1,100-pound World War II bomb was diffused in Frankfurt after 16,500 people were told to leave their homes. Elsewhere, a British World War II bomb containing 88 pounds of dynamite was diffused at a movie theater in, southern, in the southern Italian town of Brindisi. Is that right? Is that how you say it in Italian? Brindisi. I'm trying to get the accent right. Frankfurt. It's, it's not Frankfurt. It's Frankfurt. <laughs> it's Brindisi. Yeah, uh, yeah 54,000 residents were evacuated for the uh, defusal, defusal of that bomb in Brindisi. I fucking love the Italian language. It's so... It's a musica. Um, it's, Spanish is a little bit like that. It's musica. It's more, it has more of a timpani, or not timpani, um, what's that, the, uh, yeah, timpani? Is it timpani? Anyway. In musica. Musica. In Italian, it sounds more, uh, musica, like a sad song. It's musica. But in Spanish, it's like, Musica. Italian languages, not Italian, Latin languages. I love it. They could because they still are not, uh, they still believe in two genders. <laughs> That's what I love about Italian and Spanish. They still believe in two genders. Oh, masculine and feminine. 
You know how words work in those languages, right? All right, we did the bomb thing. So let's talk about AOC being an idiot. She said a lot of stupid stuff over the last couple of days, a lot of stupid stuff. But I'm only going to talk about this one, maybe briefly mention the others. <clears throat> so um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, stated that Monday, stated on Monday, that the Democratic Party, listen to this, the Democratic Party is a center or center conservative party, and there currently isn't a left party in the United States. Speaking at an event commemorating Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, by the way. That was yesterday. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed Celebrated it, you know, in its meaning. But Ocasio-Cortez knocked her own party for not being progressive enough. Quote, we don't have a left party in the United States. The Democratic Party is not a left party. The freshman, Congress, freshman congresswoman began, which sparked the applause from the audience. Man, idiots. Uh, the, the Democratic Party is the center or center conservative party. She continued, we can't even get a floor vote on Medicare for all. Not even a floor voted. It gets voted down. We can't even get a vote on it. So this is not a left party. There are left members inside the Democratic, Democratic Party and are working to try to make that shift happen. It seems like she's just starting to understand what a minority opinion is. And so uh, it's like, we can't get anyone to vote on my crazy ideas. It's like, yeah, because they're unpopular. <laughs> it's not a crazy as... It's not as crazy as trying to take away people's guns, but hey, still pretty crazy. The Democratic Squad member also compared Monday's gun rights protest in Richmond um, to protests that followed the deaths of Freddie Gray and Eric Garner and questioned that she thought that there was a lack of police presence at the Commonwealth's capital. Quote, there's this gun rights protest that's going on in Richmond on MLK Day, but here's the image that has stuck with me the most uh, about it is that there is that we go out and march for the dignity and recognition of the lives of people like Freddie Gray and Eric Garner. The whole place is surrounded by police in riot gear without a gun in sight. And here are all these people flying Confederate flags with semi-automatic weapons, and there's almost no police officers at that protest? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because they weren't Confederate flags. They were don't-tread-on-me flags. And second of all, it's because people who are um, protesting... The Freddie Gray, uh, Freddie Gray and Eric Garner thing were far more belligerent than the rednecks in, in Richmond. Anyway, so this article goes on. She then asked, so who or what are our institutions uh, protecting from who? This woman, she doesn't even understand what she's saying. And that image con conveys it all, conveys it all. According to one Virginia reporter, at least one Confederate flag was seen at the protest. It's, it's Richmond. Yeah, you're going to see one. That was attended by thousands of pro-Second Amendment advocates. I guarantee you that person had the Confederate flag, so somebody, one or more people told him, said, put that away, man. That's bad. What else did she say? She said, like, um, what else did she say the last couple of days? That uh, you don't make a billion dollars, you take a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, God, you're full in on the socialism thing. Um what was the other thing? Do you remember the other thing? And she said, that was a fucking stupid... Uh, oh, wait. Almost had it. Almost had it. You don't make a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. Oh, we don't, we don't want the billionaire's money. We want their power. Holy shit. Veil comes off, right? True motives. It was like, we want the fucking power. She is so done. And Trump is a lock. I'm sorry. I mean, I thought that I was really going to have to, like a year ago, I thought I was, I'm definitely going to the polls, after, especially what happened in, uh, in Richmond. I was like, I don't need to vote. People are smart enough. They're like, oh, no, apparently they're idiots. So apparently I thought I was going to have to vote. But the way the Democrats are these days, I don't think I have to worry about it. It's a lock. I am spitting all over the place. Sorry to our uh, Patreons, people who are just like, I just, I count the spit. How many times does he spit? Okay, so let's move on to this, this next story. A uh, Kansas man requested that an Iowa judge grant him a trial by combat so he can engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife 
and her attorney, according to reports. <laughs> awesome! David Ostrom, 40, sounds about right, sounds about the right age to say, ask for something crazy like that, of Paola, Kansas, said his ex-wife, Bridget Ostrom, 38, of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, have destroyed him legally, according to a January 3 court uh, filing the Des Moines Register reported. He asked the Iowa District Court to give him 12 weeks to find a katana and... I, for, I can never pronounce the sword. It's the sword's the, the smaller katana thing. Wak, wakizashi swords for his requested battle. So he wants ninja swords. Uh, per the Carroll Times Herald, which first reported the request. Quote, to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. David Ostrom argued in the court records. He used the air butt argument? <laughs> he used the air butt argument. He said it was There's used no as... Well, this head dogs can't play basketball. Yeah. Did you listen to uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me? No. He just made that same No. Answer. Anyway, David Ostrom said his motion also stemmed from frustration with Hudson, who apparently, who argued that because of the duel... Because the duel could end in death, such ramifications likely outweigh those of property tax and custody issues. <laughs> God bless judges. Uh, quote, it should be noted that just because the U.S. and Iowa con uh, cons constitutions do not specifically, I don't know why I stumbled on that, do not specifically prohibit battling another person with a deadly katana, katana sword, it does it does prohibit a court sitting in uh, equity from ordering same. <laughs> Lawyers. Various lawyerings. Uh, he asked the court to suspend David Ostrom's visitation rights and undergo a court-ordered psychological evaluation. Fair enough. Why didn't you just like pistols at 10 paces, you know? That'd be more fun. It, when I read that article, I'm reminded of that Always Sunny in Philadelphia with all of every time they, uh, what's that dude's name? Brian Unger, who played the lawyer in that, and he's uh, always arguing. Charlie's always arguing with him. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm an expert at bird law, and I know a lot about law and other various other lawyerings. And he's just like, you know, I could pretty much tell right away that you pretty much have a tenuous grasp of the English language as it is. <laughs> Those interactions, with, uh, habeas corpus. Do you even know what that means? Habeas corpus. <laughs> oh my god could you imagine that like I want to fight her with a sword cause I'm a fucking din ninja mm. that's delicious alright let's talk about a little bit of karma shall we missing Polish farmer feared dead believed, believed to have been eaten by pigs Polish investigators fear a pig farmer last seen on December 31st. You did it backwards. Nope. You're supposed to eat the pig. Yep, he did it the wrong way. He did it the wrong way. You last seen on December 31st. Important date. Just keep that date in your mind. May have been devoured by his own livestock after a neighbor discovered bones on the property, reports say. Lubin District Prosecutor Magdalena Serafin. That's a great name. Magdalena Serafin. She told Gazetta, I'm not even trying that Polish word, uh, that remains, that remains that believed to be of the farmer who was said to be in the 70s were found eight days after the man, <laughs> the time frame is right, eight days after the man was last seen on his farm in Lubin, a town about 260 miles west of Warsaw. Uh, we do not know to the exact date but in the period between December 31st and January 8th, the victim was eaten by pigs, uh, Seraphin said, according to a translation. A neighbor reportedly called, called law enforcement after discovering the remains of a man while going to fetch water from the well nearby. They still do that in Poland. Fetching water at the well. Wow. Anyway, it's not immediately clear how the man died. Officials suspect either a heart attack or a fall, but a report it was... It reportedly was clear that the pigs fed on him. The animals were said to simply roam freely through the yard. That's this free range, man. That's the danger of free range. Or like having too many cats. According to this newspaper, uh, the body was almost entirely eaten with just a few bones and skull fragments remaining. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but pigs will eat bone. I'm surprised they found anything at all. And I'm just wondering if he got like super drunk on New Year's Eve 
and just passed out <laughs> on the ground. And the pig said, if it's on the ground, it's ours. You know. I just hope he was dead. Or at least not conscious for it at any point. But, uh, hey, you know, for all you PETA people out there and animal rights activists, you know, hey, I don't know why you guys aren't always, like, collecting stories like this and just say, you know, get a, get a good warm fuzzy, you know. After all, I mean, I, I like animals, but I definitely eat them, too. You know, I'm, not say, I'm, I'm saying that cats are cute. I just don't want 60 of them in the house and to the point where if I pass out drunk, they're going to think, well, he's fucking dead, right? Let's eat him. That's, that's, you know, that's not something I want to deal with. And when it comes to free-range pigs, I'm all about put a pig pen. I'll, you know, put a fence around them fuckers because they will eat anything. Anything. Same goes for goats. So, you know me. I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who's really fond of animals, uh, uh, especially wild animals. I've ranted about it before. Like, tigers scare the shit out of me. Mm. Zebras. Horses. horses. Horses, yeah. I've heard you say horses lots of times. Oh, yeah, I'm scared shitless of horses. I hate them. I hate horses. Um, pigs are okay for some reason. They don't really scare me unless there's, like, a bunch of them. Or, or it's a really big one. Pigs are interesting as well because uh, once they're not domestic anymore, they, like, they grow hair and uh, tusks. Shit like that. That's really weird. Yeah. I think that was probably the the first clue that um, I don't know that uh, your DNA can change based upon your conditions. That DNA is malleable, and so uh, I mean just just the fact that we those that little poodle that's pissing on your on your carpet right now on your girlfriend's carpet right now that was bred from a wolf at one point. All right. I mean, dogs are the most interesting conversation about eugenics you can ever talk about because uh, those pugs, man, they make no sense. Those creatures should not be alive. I don't know why they're alive. They've been coddled, they're coddled for gener- hundreds, if not thousands of years. <clears throat> I don't like pugs. And I don't know. You know, my sister had two pugs. You know, it usually it seems like usually females get pugs. You thinking of any, any, you have any dudes in your mind? Yeah. You, a dude in your mind? Yeah, I got, I got a buddy I went to high school with who's got a pug. Loser. <laughs> I'm kidding. Whoever he is. Here, I'm kidding. I, didn't I, I just I had to think about it for a second, but yeah, I definitely know a dude that has a pug. Well, you've seen that movie, The Campaign, right? With uh, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. And he, he, he has pugs. And the whole reason that the pugs are in that movie... Or in the due date movie that Zach did with Zach uh, R D J, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, he also had a pug there, and the pug was touching himself and stuff like that, jacking off. You know, you remember that? Mm-hmm. And even in the the campaign, he had pugs, and, he, and and she was under the couch, and he was like, "What?" He looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> and his dad's just, "You're just, you're really a sad little fucker, aren't you?" <laughs> Two good movies, by the way. I really like Date Night. I really like the campaign. And you know what makes them funny is Zach Galifianakis. That guy's hilarious. Anyway, here we are. It's 7 o'clock. We got to get moving. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. Be sure to go to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, become a patron. Help us out because we're upgrading. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Did you catch the spit? <laughs> Woo! Hold on. My head's spinning. Yeah, uh, go to sh- patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio, become a patron, and you could see content like this every single week. Me sneezing, spitting on my computer. It's awesome. If not, you could check me out over on YouTube, search for Shock Monkey Radio or Mad Men Lowercase. I haven't decided to change the name of the YouTube channel yet. Um, look for me on social media. Uh, I told you earlier anyway. So, uh, yeah, email me at madman at fxbgpr.com. I'm tired of talking to myself. So this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I love you.